0: So this is the second half of my conversation with Adam Carnewitz. We we didn't have an interview or a debate or anything like that. Uh we were just talking and um it, we just thought it would be interesting, um sort of experiment to uh put it out there and see what uh, if, if anybody gained anything useful from it. I certainly did. I always gain a lot of use from talking to my colleagues. So I hope that um Whoever's listening is enjoying, at the very least, and 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 even better. I hope that uh, there is some positive um, and useful things being discussed.
1: You know, I I really want to write an article on vegan self hatred because (laughs) when I was studying in uh, I was studying in some some black studies books about. African-American self-hatred, or whatever the the politically correct term would be there. Um, This is something that Malcolm X had had spoken of about a a lot, and uh, I I hesitate to use Malcolm X because he he takes a by any means necessary approach, which I don't want to promote for an animal rights movement. But anyway, um, and in the civil rights movement, uh, African-American self-hatred was discussed as... um, African Americans who believed they had a better social status, who believed that they um, that things were improved and better and just for them. However, there were very subtle ways in which they um, they hated their own identity. For instance, the story of Malcolm X is that he was he was perceived as a black man of higher social status because he had uh, he he had, his skin was of a lighter tone and that he would pay to have his hair conked, meaning that they would put um, lye and actually animal products in his hair and uh, a chemical reaction would straighten his hair and he would have it straightened to look more like a white person and he was um, had a better uh, social recognition among white people and he got better jobs because of that. And, and he simply believed that things were just better, like after the slavery abolition movement and all the, the stuff that people have done, that things are better for the black man. But all that's happened... Is that um, um, African Americans are are um, being attributed a status of being better because they're being more white? That's that's what we're talking about with acceptance. And um, I, th- I think with um, vegan self hatred. And, and again, I, I should be more reluctant to compare the civil rights movement to the animal rights movement because there are very there are there's some important similarities, but there are also some very fundamental um, things that you, you you shouldn't be comparing. Okay. Uh, you know, for instance, uh, you know, the, the the property status issue okay. um, with with vegan self-hatred. You have people um, saying that they they don't talk to people about veganism because they'll just be scared away. And if that people argue this, you know, I'll tell them, like, no, I don't talk to people about vegetarianism. I just talk to them about veganism. They say, well, you know, if you do that, they'll be scared away. And it's like, don't tell me you've even tried this. You have mm-hmm. not. Like
0: Exactly. <laughs> thank you.
1: It, it, it is just so easy and and again it's one of those things where like even if you were to disagree with me and you were to say yes welfareism does work and it is better for the animals I disagree with you but still wouldn't you want to take the abolitionist approach because if you take the abolitionist approach all that crap that you think works is going to happen anyway and if you talk to people about veganism if they do not accept your your argument what they will not do is put their hands in the air and go ah and run away yeah and whenever- about the vegan and I know this because I've talked to many many people and they do not do that no they and don't they if they do not accept it they usually just go vegetarian because because they, they hear what you're saying they can't unlearn what they're learning and yeah. they need to do something to feel like they're doing something in the right direction
0: yeah but I'm like, never gonna tell them any you know that's the thing is like give people the respect they deserve and um, what people forget is that they, they think that we're you know what do you think that people are going to do if we go to them and say hey let 's examine what we 're doing to um, all the other animals on the planet and let 's examine let 's make let 's make comparisons as to justice let 's think about the justice of it let 's think about the necessity of it and let 's make it you know let 's have an analysis of that. people seem to think that if we if we talk to people about the fun the truth, if we tell the truth then it 's just going to be so overwhelming that people are going to um, completely and utterly um you know because what we're saying is it's wrong what they're saying is it's kind of wrong you should cut down well what makes them think that that's you know ugh, I, I don't know i'm not articulating yeah, like, it's what just i'm like saying
1: Jonathan's, uh, quote here when he was saying um, um um rather rather than trying to go vegan tomorrow why not cut out serving of meat a week one serving of meat a week well, what if I do want to go vegan tomorrow? Why are you Why are you helping me to fail? Yeah, you know, exactly. You think I'm stupid, Jonathan Safran Foer? Like, do you? I mean, talk about elitism. You know, yeah. like this is what some of the things that Gary said. He's like elitism. You, people think that others are stupid. Yeah. And, um, and you know, getting back to the self hatred thing, I remember I when <laughs> I talked to Rachel, and she was very receptive to animal rights and veganism, even though she had some disagreements. I think that we we can talk those out. I I had posted a tweet about. There's a very positive tweet about how I just talked to somebody about veganism. I told them the truth, and now they're um, they, they've taken steps to go vegan, mm-hmm. and they're taking steps to they're reading Gary's book, you know.
0: Yes, and, and they have and the right talk. goal in mind,
1: mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: That they're going and, and, towards the right thing. So, like you say, um, was it you that said give um, give them eighty percent of the material because only eighty percent of people who are, are gonna Right, right.
1: Yeah, the example was that if if um, the argument goes that you know we should recommend vegetarianism because most people are unreceptive to, to veganism and they'll go vegetarian more easily, that it that they'll it's more easy for them to go vegetarian. Which actually I have some sincere disagreements with that. I don't I don't think it is easier for some people, um, if not most. And uh, and then I said, well, if you're in a class in school, statistics say that you know most of the class will average about eighty percent. So should the teacher teach eighty percent of the material? Mm-hmm. No. Those people who get eighty percent or lower will get eighty percent or lower all on their own. Yeah, people when they fail and they do not, they do not accept the position or they do not um, decide to, uh, you know, be consistent. They, they're logical thinking human beings and they will do that on their own. You know, why would we need to help them? And people even told me that we should accommodate meat eaters, and and help those people who 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 won't go vegan or not receptive. We should give them an approach that works for them.
0: Well, Well, I think an approach that works for them is telling them the truth. Right,
1: right, right. Because they're going to not
0: go vegan. What did you say? They're going to not go vegan on their own. We don't have to help them not go vegan.
1: Yeah. I mean, if there's somebody who's that darn stubborn and um, unreceptive, that sort of thing, move on.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, always tell the truth. The animal movement has no respect because it's full of hypocrisy, hypocritical messages, confusion, and total and utter... um, inconsistency I've never had anybody come back to me and say I'm gonna go out and um, eat twice as much meat and you've completely turned me off to the idea of veganism I have people who say well that's you know that's really interesting but what about humane and then I have to go and bust that myth and stuff I mean this conversation doesn't go backwards it goes forwards you set the goal and they will get there but you can't compromise the message because then you're not representing animal rights and then what are you doing you know what are mm-hmm. you doing? Why are you you know promoting anything less? Give people more credit give them the full information and have you know I have hope I haven't lost hope and obviously neither have you but these other people they've lost hope like you say they've given up and it's just um yeah like you say why would we give um half of the information um to accommodate people who are only going to go you know halfway i don't count the amount of units and suffering i think it's all wrong i think it's all bad it's just the act is wrong it's just wrong the fundamentals is wrong you know let's not talk about the size of you know cages or the other act of of slitting throats as opposed to gassing i mean what are we talking about here you know but people think that we're yeah people think the animal um animal movement is is um a movement to be not taken seriously and there's very good practical reasons why that is
1: yeah, I you know. can't blame people for thinking animal rights. People are nuts and vegans yeah. are dumb. And like, Because I, sometimes I tend to agree, you know. I just – I I have a very negative opinion of – well, I, I, I have a very negative feeling that comes up whenever I hear that somebody is vegan. They say, hey, you know, I'm a vegan. I'm just like, oh. Oh, know, not, me, like, not me.
0: Not I, me. I love it. I'm like, oh, my God, me too. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Oh my yeah,
1: God. I know. I know. But I, I just – there's there's a lot of negativity that flows in, which is probably a comment about me because I'm being judgmental. But um, I, I just kind of think, you know, like, well, this probably, person probably thinks that, uh, you know, welfare is one the way to go or something, but then I'm being judgmental. Um, oh, but the, uh, the you odds know, are I,
0: in your favor on that one, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Still, that's, uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, back to this, this, this uh, Twitter comment I made about uh, Rachel going, uh, yeah. taking steps vegan. Um and somebody had posted, "Well, we shouldn't be preachy." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, first of all, I mean, she's going vegan. I don't like why. I didn't say like I screwed up, but um, it, if you don't want to be preachy, then don't be preachy. Like, what? Why do you have to be preachy? Like, I, I don't understand. And and I think it's it, it's number one. It, it's self hatred because you believe that your position that that you seem to agree with so much." Is one that is just so like evangelical and like purist and stuff. I think that's self hatred. I think it's other speciesism.
0: Is- I think <laughs> it's spe- I'm sorry. I am a little less forgiving than you. I think it's speciesism.
1: <laughs> I, I think it. But but Elizabeth, I think it's a lot of things. I think I think that they are hating on themselves. I think they're taking a speciesist position, and I also think that they are being elitist because mm. they are saying that th- to anybody else, the message just seems preachy, yeah. as if they don't have beliefs on animal suffering and animal use all on their own. Because people do, yeah. even in this society, people yeah. already have positions on that.
0: Absolutely. And the proof is that every time somebody comes out with this other kind of terrible stories like the, you know, the, the person who filmed himself throwing the dog off of the bridge, well, you know, people get outraged about that. The reason people don't get outraged about hunters posting pictures of the heads that they've horrifically shot and stalked is because that's socially accepted. That's all.
1: Yeah, I mean, people people aren't stupid. They're already capable of developing, you know, um, and feelings about these situations. The feelings are inconsistent because, like you said, you know, people have positive feelings about the hunting, but negative feelings about the uh, dog being thrown over a bridge. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what, something we need to discuss, and it's actually very easy to discuss. Mm-hmm. But I, but again, like I, God, the word preachy, like preachy, um, implies that I need to take. My own beliefs that you do not share, and I need to push them on you, yeah, when in fact you uh, the conversations I have with people is I just talk to them about what they believe, and I listen to them, which is remarkable. I, a lot of animal people should try this it's, 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 it's <laughs> I need to, it's, to it's, work on that which is half of the meaning of the word dialogue, and I always tell people like have a dialogue with people mm-hmm. um, and um well now I, now I lost my train of thought
0: no no you listen <laughs> you listen to people that you have they have the beliefs they already have, yes
1: exactly you just tell them about the police they already have like like um something that that gary does is uh um I, i've mentioned gary like 70 times in this interview oh, yeah. but or this so
0: what i always mention gary
1: um but you have to because he's he's yeah he's the pioneer of all this stuff so yeah. uh, he um um he he has he just gives people questions like do you believe it's morally unacceptable to inflict unnecessary um suffering on animals and they say yes oh absolutely and, and then, you know, you simply just connect the dots and you say, okay, so what's the difference between this and that? Mm-hmm. You know, that is what I mean by, that's not preachy. Is it preachy? Give me a break. Yeah,
0: yeah, but I mean, how dare you try to say that sticking up for what is right is preachy in any way? Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure that the, um, the white supremacists think that Martin Luther was preachy when he said that, you know, you shouldn't be, uh, you know, discriminating against black people because of their race. But I bet you that the people in the civil rights movement didn't think Martin Luther was preachy. Yeah, so, how can exactly. the people in the animal movement think that we're preachy?
1: Right. If people in the animal movement or the, the civil rights movement said, you know, Martin Luther King, let's not be too preachy. You know, it tends, <laughs> it tends to make people say no and they get scared and they run away. Yeah. It's very
0: disheartening, it, actually. But I don't allow it to dishearten me. But it's. It is. It's. It's.
1: I'm really beginning to empirically understand um, how, how Bob Torres has, has said publicly how he's just sick of, of um, even arguing with these people. Like, he, you know, I am looking, looking for people who are serious about social change. And one of the things that made me so angry that I, I had to call you and, and vent to you <laughs> the other day was that, you know, um, I think I already mentioned this, but, but somebody had just said, like, well, your social movement isn't going to work and, and that it's just not feasible and it's not going to happen. Great. And I just don't even. I mean, there's so many things I could say about that. I don't know how to reply. I. I it's just like, okay, goodbye. And why? Why should I even waste my time talking to you? are well, want... they
0: are they a vegan? Do they think that animals should be, uh, you know, saved from the exploitation? And
1: I don't know. I would. I wouldn't doubt that they're not. Um, I mean, I. I just don't want to spend my time with these people. I. I am looking for people who are serious about yeah. making social change, and they see that there is a mindset in society that leads them to believe that animals are instruments for humans yeah. and who actually know their history a little bit and know that we've already abolished, um, legally at least, we've abolished the property status of human beings, yeah. and that's no easy task. Why sure. can't we do it with Yeah,
0: exactly. And the bottom line is, we, ha- you know, it's the right thing to do, and that's a very simple statement. But uh, people can't seem to hear that, and um, they seem to think that um, that means that what we're saying is my ideology is more important than what's practical. They forget that we're actually doing very practical things. This is a very practical movement. We're probably the most practical out there, but according to everybody else, we're fundamental, extreme, preachy idealists. But I'm sorry. I believe that what we're doing is the most practical way of dealing with this. I can't see any better way of dealing with it than telling the truth, sticking up for what's right. I mean, hello, Well, what do you, you know, I don't see how that's impractical. Okay, I'm yeah, really you know, sorry.
1: Practical. I, I, I tell you, I'm going uh, um, to predict this right now. I just want this to be noted in history that I, I bet that there is going to, if there hasn't already, there's going to be like a little – um, checklist that comes out like a welfare checklist that you can actually like calculate in some sort of numerical quantity. Your mm-hmm. like like score your welfare decision
0: that people yeah. will say,
1: "Hey, I'm doing this. That's a ten, and that's a five, and this is a 3 You know, and then they'll, like score themselves. And if you're in this range, they just, cause I just because I mean that's what it's coming to. Do. <laughs> like, that's, well, everybody be, you know,
0: everybody I, wants <laughs> proof, right? Where's the proof? You know, where's the proof that that?
1: Um, and then they'll know, use that to score abolitionists and, or something in some some heinous way.
0: Well, the thing is, people are ignorant because they don't even know what the abolitionist approach is. They think that they've heard there are these third-hand reports from people who have personal issues with um, Gary Francione or whatever, who, who say that because you know he he points out their inconsistencies, so they go out and publicly attack him, and then nobody actually reads Gary Francione; they just listen to these attacks and they say, "When has you know when?" I want to know how many vegans Gary Francione has made with his abolitionist approach. And I'm like, "Well, he doesn't publish the names and, and phone numbers of the people that he gets emails from that has gone vegan." But I tell you what, go to the vegan freaks iTunes page and read the comments that's abolitionist approach that's creative vegan education okay Uh, try it. it Just go there and see, and this is just on the US iTunes page, and this is just the people who've bothered to leave comments, and this is just one podcast. I mean, it's an amazing podcast, it's reached a lot of people, but that's abolition. So if you don't want to bash PETA, don't. If you don't want to criticize welfare, don't. But if you want to do what's right, promote veganism, confront speciesism, and tell the truth, it does work, and there's proof that vegan education is the right thing to do. And it mm. works. And it has, you know, people going vegan helps animals. Okay, so I, get, I do get very short-tempered <laughs> because um, nobody wants to actually um, pay attention to um, practical um, empirical evidence, but oh well.
1: And and I want to let your, your listeners know that, you know, if you're passionate about educating people about veganism and animal rights, and I hope that you are... Mm. Um, because I'm sure that if you listen to Elizabeth, she's got you fired up on that already. <laughs> uh, Hopefully. And, but if you feel like you, maybe you haven't read Gary's books yet, you should. But maybe you haven't read Gary's books yet. And maybe you don't feel like you, um, you know, you, you, you can't put things into words very easily. Or you can't explain like the theoretical part of it. Well, I mean, you, you probably don't need to. You don't need to have a PhD in philosophy. But if if you are very unsure about that, you should know that there are a hell of a lot of resources out there. That you can you can send to people, and I don't want to discount dialogue. Again, I think that dialogue is very important. It makes yeah. it an experience where you talk with people and you listen to them, which is very important. Yeah. But don't be, um, don't, don't don't shy away from also um, um, complimenting that with some of the great things out there. And one of the things out there, and I'm not just saying this to plug. I I, I put this out here because I think that it is useful to the movement. Is that um, uh, uh, the interview that I did with Gary Francione? Those are up on yes. YouTube on uh, Vegan FM. And they can be embedded and don't worry about it. Like they're not I and mean, they're not like copyrighted or anything. They're I mean they're practically in the public domain. I don't know, like, you know, as long as you don't take it and alter it in some offensive way or something. Yeah. Put it wherever you want. I don't care. Like I don't I don't care if you block me out of it. Just get these get these videos out of here because that interview um, I'm not patting myself in the back here. This is all Gary, but that interview was awesome. It, is. it really gets thinking. Look on my Facebook page. I, it it gets posted whenever I post it on YouTube. It gets posted on my Facebook page too. Yeah, and people read these comments, and um, even my cousin he 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 saw it and he, he posted this comment. It's like this guy is my new hero.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. You know, that's what drives me nuts is people aren't actually going to the source. They're listening to third hand information. I love those videos and. um This is where we're going to clear things up. So, um, yeah, if you want to argue, you know, don't argue with me. Go and listen to what the man has to say and then see if you still criticize what he has to say. See if it doesn't make sense. See if you think that we're just, you know, idealists and we don't know what we're talking about and we don't have a plan. Go, you know, go and listen and then make up your mind. But don't don't judge before you've given it a chance.
1: And and another thing that I've been doing recently is um, if you have – any of Gary's books, Introduction to Animal Rights, Animals as Persons, and that sort of thing, at your library, Um, find them. Even if you've already read them, just find where they are. If you haven't read them, check them out and read them. But also write down the Dewey Decimal Code on a piece of paper and keep it in your wallet. And then when you talk to people, um, I I think that's, I don't know, maybe that's kind of impressive when you can talk to people about Gary and You can take it out of your wallet and say, here, that's where it is. It's at the library. Yeah. You write it down for them. Like yeah. HB1495. <laughs> cool.
0: That's cool. I mean, I'm trying to get those books. I'm trying to get those books into our libraries.
1: I know you're having a hard time getting them over there even just the paying to have them have them shipped to New Zealand. I, I Well, feel for you. yeah,
0: I mean um, you know, I mean like I say, I mean um like we were talking about before, I mean animal liberations there. A couple of other books are there. We can get Gary's books there. We just need to uh, you know, ask for them. Um, you know, look, I mean he was, you know, people would refuse to mention they're so intimidated, a lot of these, uh, a lot of career welfareists are very intimidated um, by uh, by him that they won't, they're too scared to, me. I think they're too scared to mention him because it shows up there, you know, the truth, you know, the truth is going to hurt them. So they've sort of suppressed and, you know, completely suppressed him and, you know, I came here to New Zealand and nobody had ever heard of him. And, um... And I think that that's wrong and we're changing that. And now people are, you know, even people who are very angry with me and who think that I'm wrong are now mentioning, at least they're mentioning this person who he actually is, a you know, exists. And they're saying, well, I've read a little bit of Gary Fritz. You know, they always say, even the biggest detractors and the biggest, the most angry people say, and I agree with a lot of what he has to say. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Then they go, but, and I'm like, oh, well. But still, even people who are like, Sort of out to get him, or like I agree with a lot of what he has to say. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like he, he's he's scarily um, he's scarily uh, terrifyingly right for these people. It's just a little too much for them. And I'm like, look, I, I don't care if you call me a cult follower. That's okay. I'm sure that the people who agreed with Martin Luther King maybe they were called cult followers too. I have no idea, and it really doesn't matter. <laughs> Sorry. So what I just,
1: um I have a a mail application on my computer, and I just got this new email, and uh, I don't, I I shouldn't be confessing this, because then it sounds like I wasn't listening to everything you're saying. No, 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 go for it. It it just popped up, and I just got this. Hey, just wanted to send a quick thanks for doing the interview with Gary Francione. I really enjoyed it, and we'll be sure to check out other episodes. Keep up the good work. All the best. Excellent. I've been getting a lot of comments about this. Yeah. And again, I'm... Pat myself on the back and say, "Look, look at what a great thing I did." On the I camera. want to pat
0: you on the back. Thank you for going to New York and filming Gary and putting it on the web, Adam. Thank you. There is nothing well, wrong with being patted on the back for that. I will happily pat you on the back. This is, you know, fantastic. It's fantastic. Well, you know, I, I appreciate
1: that, Elizabeth. But you know, and the truth is, is that all it is, I turned the camera on and I asked him questions, mm-hmm. and I got the word out there. And now that I've done, I've done that. If, if you want, if any of you out there want to be grateful to me. The way to do that is to get the embed code for that and put it up everywhere. Mm. Get it out there. Mm. I'm not. You're not going to get a cease and desist order from me because I know people are paranoid <laughs> about like copying content on the internet and so that sort of stuff. I'm telling you now, S- you, it, it's okay. Just just put it out there, okay? Like I don't care. Yeah, um, oh, I
0: have been. <laughs> so <laughs> you didn't need to tell me. Yes, um... <laughs> yes, I believe. <know> <laughs> no, um, absolutely. Post, so and I, and so. I am interestingly, um, I'm interestingly having um. You know, like I say, this is sadly, Adam. We are oftentimes we're very unpopular when we uh, try to engage people um, on these things. Um, I'm a not I'm not the most popular person on this vegans uh, chat group that I'm on, and um, I had a another run-in with somebody. Uh, very unfortunately, um, it's very unfortunate that this person uh, get very angry with me. Um, and I was not impressed with one of the things they said either, but um, they are at the very least um, being introduced to things that nobody had ever told them before, which is the way I look at when I talk to somebody about veganism. Okay, why am I going to deny them the opportunity to know the truth? How dare I? Mm -hmm. I can only provide the correct information and stand up for what's right. I can't control what people do welfarists think that they can control what people do. And they think that the way that they do that is they make it easy for them. And I disagree. And um, I don't think that that's helping at all. So, yeah, I talk to everybody about veganism. And I talk to welfarists about abolition. And I do it because I believe in them. And if you think I'm wrong, that's okay. But it's not going to stop me from uh, doing it. And it's not about me putting my ideas. I do it because I honestly believe it's helping. I I think it's helping the situation. I really do. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. I think it's helping the situation, this exploitation to promote abolition, to talk about the abolitionist approach to people who don't know about it, especially people who are promoting welfare, and I think that it helps the situation to talk to people about veganism. That's why I do it. It's not about my ego, and it's not about me being, you know, bitter or superior, or it's not even just about me being an anarchist, like I just want to be different from everybody else.
1: No. Yeah. That's one I explained to Rachel. Is that you? You know, if, if if you want to take a the utilitarian position, which is something you you basically disagree with anyway, according to your conversation with me, you will find that there is a lot of ego in the animal movement. There is a lot of it. There are people out there who they want to be the the Martin Luther King of the animal rights. And right. I, I can show you videos of people who go up there. And I, I couldn't believe it. This guy goes up and he's, he's going to speak about animal rights, supposedly. Mm. And the, the first sentence out is he just compares himself to Martin Luther King, Gandhi. Like the, the, the animal rights movement is just an uh, awesome opportunity for people to make money and yes. to get their name out there as this compassionate, awesome, uh, revolutionary person. And that is, that is really too bad because the animals deserve better than that.
0: Yeah, it, it's not. It's not. Wor- it's not working. It's not helping them. Um, the only thing that's going to help them is um, to stand up for them, and the only way to stand up for them is to stand up for them. I just can't say it any better. I, I don't. I don't understand how it doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh gosh. But anyway, it's. I'm very very glad that um, I've. You know, that we, you know, even though we're on the other side of the world and we're sort of in the minority in our social circles and in the animal movement at the moment, um, we are definitely growing. We're definitely helping each other. And the more people who get turned on to this and come out, the more people will be inclined to do it because people are a little, you know, scared to some people that don't want to be different. They don't want to be, um, they don't want to go against the mainstream. um, But they will happily do it if there's enough people backing them up and they just need a few more people backing them up. So I know there's a couple of people in New Zealand who have come out privately to me and said, I agree with what you're saying, but they never go out there and and publicly back me up. But I just know that eventually they will. And I'm not giving them any, like, I'm not saying that they're weak or that they're this or that they're that. I just everybody's different and you have to work in your own comfort level. I'm not not doing it because I'm, like, some sort of hero or anything. I'm just doing it because... um, I, I choose to do it, and um, if you choose not to do it, then I'm not going to judge you um, at all. But um, I choose to do this. But if you come to me and tell me that welfare works, I'm going to call you on it, <laughs> and you will bring out um, you will bring out the um, uh, not the worst in me, but uh, get ready because I don't pull my punches when it comes to this. I don't when it comes to debating this with people who are convinced that uh, you know this happy meat campaigns are doing good. I, I very much get very, very blunt. And um, yes, it, it makes me unpopular. Uh, and I'm just, I'm very sorry. It's not about my popularity. It's not a popularity contest. And um, I am lucky enough to be a person who is um, quite happy, uh, not uh, belonging to any a majority of, of, of uh, groups. And if, if, if I'm ostracized or anything like that, I'm luckily I have not be worried about it. But not everybody is, Adam. Not everybody does. And so those people, they'll take a little longer, you know, but they're there, they're in the background. And, um, once the movement gets going, they'll feel more comfortable about coming out and supporting us. I sincerely believe that.
1: And, you know, I want to tell um, your listeners that, um, again, about activism is, is, um, you, you don't have to go to New Jersey and interview Gary Francis, who considers (laughs) activist. you can do what Elizabeth is doing and, and simply be vocal about it and go into forums and talk to people about it. Yeah. Elizabeth, I, th- I think you'll, you'll probably find this yourself, is that um, he, Gary had told me this a while back, and I, I think I was a little um, naively optimistic about this. He said that it is much easier to talk to people who are completely new to the concept of animal rights and veganism than to talk to people who are completely accepting of welfareism and yes. um, vegetarian and that sort of thing. And and I, I wholeheartedly agree now from experience. And, you know, you, you will find those will be the easiest people to talk to. Yeah. And it is that that is activism. do not be confused into thinking that activism describes some kind of condition of looking very showy and um, doing something that would get your your picture in Time magazine okay mm. it's, it's what you do and it, it is the uh, you, know, you know just simply um, doing what Elizabeth is doing and bringing this into the sphere of discussion is is very important and we need you to do that so please yeah
0: you know, we do we the the we need to stick up for them and um. um they need, they need us to stick up for them, they need help, um, we, we really, you know, we really have to do it, and, um, I do wish that more people would, um, but, um, I think more people are, Adam, so we, you know, I have, I have a great amount, a great deal of hope, and, um, uh, you know, luckily, I have the strength of my convictions, and, it's it's a really wonderful thing to be, for the first time in my life, so sure of something. I've never I'm... been sure of anything.
1: Yes, but... yes, yes. I know that feeling. That's I think that's um, when I I first listened to the debate between Gary and, and Eric Marcus. Yeah. Just I I totally understand, Elizabeth, that that overwhelming feeling of being so sure about a, about a position and like absolutely agreeing with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that
1: feeling just got stronger as I learned the specifics of it. When he talked about single rights issues, and you know, like theoretical specifics of it, and 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 yeah. So I think that that's that really what, what motivates me is that um, I see such a need for it, and I see that it is. So it's such a right thing to do, and uh, yeah,
0: yeah. And I know that there are people out there who are so sure, equally as sure of what they're doing, and don't think that I'm that we're doing the right thing, and that and and they're sure about what they're doing. Um, And that's just life, but um, whatever, Um, I'm just very grateful that um, I have, uh, for the first time in my life, found something that I'm so sure about, and, you know, I wish that um, people wouldn't be intimidated by this, Um, you know, uh, it's really actually quite an easy thing to do, because it's really, it's... um, for me, it's just so easy to... Uh, I can't imagine trying to argue welfareism with, with someone. I can't imagine trying to convince someone to stop wearing fur and, and, and yet condone that wear leather. I can't imagine telling somebody that they need to stop eating meat, but it's okay to continue to eat dairy because it's just so confusing and inconsistent. I mean, that would be hard work. I mean, I'd be exhausted. It's very easy to um, talk about um, what we're talking about because there is no confusion. I'm never unsure the only time I'm unsure is when people try to talk politics or economics with me you know and I say well let's go back to talking about um you know this uh this ethical issue um about using animals in your in your own life I'm very comfortable talking about that I'm not an economist um, but I don't think you need to be uh, to uh, to talk about what really matters. And I have great faith in our species to um, c- solve all these problems that are going to need to be solved when we decide to uh, end animal exploitation and not use them. Because we use them for so many things. But, um, you know, our species is incredibly capable of dealing with any practical you know, considerations, but none of that even is gonna even begin to be put on the table unless we confront the uh the reason why we need to stop. So that's what we need to be talking about. That's what we need to be writing articles about and that's why we're doing what we're doing. That's that is what needs to be done. And I'm not scared of being unpopular. Thank goodness. If if I wanted to, I could spend all my time partying and you know, going out to parties and stuff. I choose to do this. It's not that I'm some sort of martyr or that I'm some sort of hero or that I'm some sort of saint or that I'm some sort of, I don't know. I choose to do it. I could not do it if I didn't want to do it. I choose to do it. I want to do it. I wish more people wanted to. That's all.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad you're, that we're ending on this kind of positive note because it, we have um, talked about things in a negative light a lot. And I think John- <laughs> yeah. So- no I mean it's that's okay, you know we really do need to have that criticism out there, yeah. but uh, truthfully um, abolitionism is if if you want to look for an emerging social movement and if you want to look for something that is having just a, a just dramatic um, growth, yeah. look no further than the abolitionist movement yes. it is amazing i am I am very privileged in uh, in my lifetime and in my very short lifetime of being a vegan um yeah. uh, relatively of being able to watch this thing grow. It is amazing that, you know, of course you have these people on the side who don't really read any of the books. They don't they don't educate themselves about it at all and they just simply disagree because it feels good or something. Mm. But um just to see these people like come out of the uh, uh come out of the shadows and stuff and they just yeah. kind of appear in abolitionists and they yes. and even if there are is so few of us compared to the welfareists, we are we are very dedicated and we um, we do not we often do not c- confuse ourselves with money and conflicts of interest. We write blogs. We do things for free. We open our mouths, and we are not afraid to talk about veganism. It is a very strong social movement, and if you are not a part of it, I suggest you become a part of it very soon. I don't care how <laughs> you are because um, there are very <laughs> – look at Corey Wren, She's a very busy person, and she, she finds time to do it. Yeah. But um, simply taking, you know, understanding and taking the position is very important
0: Absolutely. already.
1: Uh, I think I'm rambling, but um, – but, yes, if if you want to look for uh, optimism and you if you want to feel very positive about what you're doing, look no further than yeah. abolitionists. That is the approach that you need to take.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree. And you don't have to write a blog or do any of that either if you don't want to. Just be honest when you're talking to people. Stick up for them. Don't be scared. Say say it to people. Yes,
1: just try it. The best advice I can give you. Like, for those of you who are, um, and I, again, I, you may disagree with me, Elizabeth, but I understand that impulse to want to scale down to vegetarianism and and, see, you know, and say, oh, well, maybe you should just go vegetarianism instead. Vegetarianism. I, I understand that impulse even though I don't agree with it. I understand it because I, I have done that myself and I know that, what that feeling is, but it's just a feeling. Yeah. I like to tell those of you, to simply try it, do not allow yourself to mention vegetarianism. If they ask you a question about vegetarianism, you can explain your position on that and why it is no different than omnivor- omnivor- geez, omnivorism. <sighs> um, but I would suggest just try it. Talk about veganism. Talk it the heck up. It's <laughs> you know?
0: and, yeah. It's very it's very easy because there's no confusion. And you know the trick is to um, deal with the um, to deal with people who say you're you're judging me. You're attacking me. You have to learn how to say, you have to learn how to let them know that, no, it's not about me judging you. Um, and also, I say to people, look, you know, I'm not the one in the slaughterhouse, so if you don't go vegan, it really doesn't affect me that much, really. I mean, yes, it's, it affects my water supply and stuff like that as a, as a member of this of this planet who's doesn't want to, you know, have poison, you know, poisoned water. But, you know, why, why do you really think, you know, you know, what, what, what makes you think I'm picking on you so much? You know, I don't even know you, I'm just giving you information. Um, I'm just telling you the truth. And if you don't believe me, uh, please go and do your own research. And if you if you but if you don't believe me that vegetarianism is no is no different than um, than um, you know eating meat if you if you don't if you if you don't believe me that this humane um, the, the, these humane um, products that people are promoting are not humane and even in the slightest degree I mean I don't agree with them because I think animal use is wrong anyway but if you want to go down that road don't believe me go and do your own research and then come back to me and tell me what you found you know. I give people mm-hmm. the respect to find out the information for themselves. I say, you don't have to believe me. You know, you don't. You yes. might not even like me, but let's consider it. I'm telling you different information than you've been told before. So why don't you go out there and look for that kind you know. I'm like trying to get people to seek the truth for themselves, you know.
1: And isn't that a sign of a sincere social movement is when the people who are, um, you know, involved in that movement are actually trusting human beings to make decisions <laughs> on their own and yeah. trusting that they have sufficient intelligence to understand these very basic issues. This very basic issue that, that using an animal cannot be justified simply because you derive pleasure from it or just simply because you you know you it makes you feel good that it isn't you know it doesn't justify the, the means.
0: Yeah, or the like, fact that everybody's doing it. That's a mm-hmm. you know it doesn't make it right. It just doesn't make it right at all. Think for yourself. I say people seek the truth. And I love to to say to people, aren't you weaned? Aren't you weaned? How old are you? Why are you still drinking milk? Aren't you a mammal? I mean, I learned, I learned that from Colleen Patrick-Gujar. I learned that one from Colleen Patrick-Gujar. I don't think of these things on my own, but I, you know, we, we can help. That's why we need to help each other, you know. I learn a lot from listening to other people. I learn a lot from listening to, you know, people like you, people like vegan freaks, people who are promoting. Um, was, obviously, we learned, I learned a lot from Gary. Um, I learned pretty much, you know, everything. But the bottom line is it's... Once you grasp the simple concept that um, there is no justice in it, it's unjust what we're doing, that's sort of self, its inherent. Um, but you have to get people to get through their own speciesism first. We're up against speciesism. That's what we are up against. The only thing that we're dealing with, bottom line, you know, is that. That's what we're dealing with. You know, Homophobia is dealing with homophobia. You know what I mean? Uh, racism is dealing with racism. We're dealing with speciesism. So all of these other things are, are all, all stem from that. What really makes me sad is the amount of people in the movement. I don't know any other movement. I mean, are there a lot of heterosexists in the gay rights movement? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. So yeah. that depresses me, but I try not to point the finger. I try not to go to people and say, you're a speciesist. I say, listen, don't you see that what you're doing is perpetuating speciesism? And then on a practical matter, take yourself out of it for a second and just yeah. look at these things that you're promoting. Don't you think? And it's you know, I don't, I don't get
1: through, animal um, vegan movement is such an unusual, it has such an unusual, un, excuse me, unusual history. And I think that this will really set a precedent for further movements of social change and that, you know, people will be saying, Oh, well, look at the, you know, we're all vegans today and we all believe that animal use is unethical and look at the, look at the vegan movement. It started with a bunch of people thinking that we should just make animal use better. You know, I yeah. think that in the, even if it's outside of our lifetime, you know, um, I think that that this is really going to set a precedent.
0: Oh, that's that's so awesome. That's really. Yeah, I love I love that you're really positive. And you know, I find that anybody who we we have the most hope out of anybody. And uh, I think that hope is uh one of the most important uh, things that uh
1: Yes, we do. I mean, listen to what these other people these welfare stars are saying. It's hopeless stuff. Like, well, it's not going to happen. Your social movement isn't going to work. We can't get everybody to stop to to be vegan. Hopeless, hopeless, hopeless.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't buy into that, it's just, it's not who I am, and like I say, I'm just me, and I'm doing this, because I believe in it, and I want to do it, I understand that um, people don't agree, Um, I'm just going to do it, because I think it's the right thing to do, for very good reasons, Uh, and, um, and it's also, um, I don't know, everybody's capable of seeing this, it's just, we, we are up against speciesism, which is, um, the most rampant kind of prejudice in the world. its It beats them all with regard to uh, quantity of people engaging in it. Yep, that's true. But um, it doesn't mean that um, you don't fight it uh, just all the same. You don't stand up for it, for it all the same. Um, they're never going to... Um, we're never going to be able to help them unless we start helping them. <laughs> so I don't think that uh, uh, we're facing the reality that... Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, people in the movement who actually might not actually really think, I mean, Peter Singer himself says that it's actually okay to use animals. He really does. He says it's fine if they're killed humanely. He would happily eat them if they were raised in a way that he considered. Yeah.
1: He says that in exact words. I don't have a quote in front of me, but he actually says that he would find it okay to consume animals if they were treated humanely. humanely.
0: Yeah. So there is this fundamental thing that also we have to teach people that no, it's actually wrong to kill them too. It's not just about how they're raised. We we are not supposed to be raising them to kill, and domestication is slavery, um, including dogs and cats. That that's in a whole nother, you know, ball game with these animal people who want to still have dogs and cats. So, it really is speciesism that we're up against, and um, um, in the movement and without. I really strongly believe that, so maybe that makes us different from other movements. I mean, maybe there are heterosexists in the uh, in the uh, gay rights movement, but um, it 's not something that you actually can see publicly, but you can certainly see it in the animal rights movement. You see people publicly saying that i 'm um, writing a book uh, supposedly about how wrong it is you know what we 're doing to animals, and then being a person who says, well, as long as they 're raised, you know I have no problem with eating animals that are from humanely you know from farms and things, and i 'm like. Boy, do you have uh people in the gay rights movement coming out and saying, "Well, you know it's all right if we just um beat up a couple of gays? I mean, if they're really dressed flamboyantly, then it's okay to beat them up. you know do you know what I mean so mm-hmm. our yeah. our movement is is, an, is, is, is uh yeah. difficult, so I just consider myself as not part of that movement at all. I don't even relate to that movement the animal the, the animal welfare movement. Just, I don't even relate to it. I don't even consider myself to have anything to do with it. And it's not about being divisive. <laughs> We're different, that's all. It's not the same movement. It's not the same movement. The word movement. movement
1: is ironic when you when you use it with animal welfare because it's like, let's stay in the same place. It's just... Uh,
0: mm, just no, it is, it? it is separate. And I'm sorry that people get upset when we say that, but it is. It's separate. It's a different thing. It's a very different thing. You don't... Um, you either... I love that zero-sum game. It's a zero-sum game. Okay, and I believe that. So, sorry, we're not actually doing the same thing at all. We're just not. The you should thing. know
1: that, Elizabeth and I take this radical idea of being <laughs> with you. So, you know, Yeah, we're is, extremists. This is what this is.
0: Yeah, we're fundamentalist, crazy extremists, man. No, I'm not even <laughs> going to say that anymore. I'm not going to call myself that. It's not even funny. It's actually quite sad.
1: Yeah, um, it is disgusting. Anyway, we were <laughs> we were
0: going to finish on a positive note so that's right that's right right. (laughs) let's not go down that road again everything's great the movement's growing of abolition it is it is a movement and it's great to be part of it and it's great to have you uh doing everything that you're doing thank you so much
1: the same the same yeah
0: all right well we'll do this again i'm going to um... do
1: this again this was fun yeah totally complaints like i get that guy off the show we don't want him
0: no way, no way. Hey, um, let us know, uh, is there any more episodes of uh, the interview posted at the moment? You're uploading episode five, I would assume, of the uh, Gary Francione video interview?
1: Actually, that was just on YouTube. So oh, okay. YouTube YouTube users are going to have to be patient, but okay. um, you can, well, it doesn't matter if you're a YouTube user, you just go on to um, vegan, the vegan news page, uh, vegan.fm slash news, FM like FM radio, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then there's a show player right there. It's just like YouTube. Oh, different service, but yeah, you can watch parts. You can watch every episode of the big oh, news there. Oh,
0: cool! So it's probably already downloaded in my iTunes, then anyway.
1: Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's in your it's in your iTunes. Um yeah. If you have, you can get it by iTunes. And if you have like a, uh, well, I don't know if shuffles do, I do um, um, podcasts, but if if you don't want to do the video, say you have an old computer, it doesn't download things fast, you don't have a lot of space, whatever. There's an audio version too. I'm trying to make this as accessible. Oh, okay.
0: fantastic, Adam. Very cool.
1: Yeah, just for it in iTunes. It'll say uh, Vegan News in parentheses, audio. So uh, yes. there's YouTube, there's that, there's all kinds of ways of viewing it.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much for that. Um, so anyway, thank you so much for talking with me and um, everybody. Please subscribe to the Vegan News. And um, if you if you don't, you know, have a huge bandwidth to download video, there's audio of the interview, which is just utterly fantastic. It's equally valuable. You don't get to see them, but you get to hear them, and that's you know. That's great. So, thank you so much for doing that. And, um, and we'll talk again soon.
1: All right, Elizabeth. I'll talk to you later.
0: Take care. Bye. Bye. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and thanks to Adam for coming on my podcast and for taking the time to talk to me. I always appreciate it. And, like I say, if anybody, um, has any comments on some of the things that we discussed, please email me at nzveganpodcast at me.com or uh, leave a comment on, on the blog episode. Thanks a lot for listening as always and I'll be back. Bye.